Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Pinta with your daily insights. There are stories that resonate well with people across all cultures in the world. And one of such stories is one where an underdog, someone considered insignificant, rises to defy the odds and achieves victory where even well-reputed individuals have failed. One of the most cherished Bible stories is that of David and Goriath. I know you remember that from Sunday school. <laughs> yeah. So before the eyes of the people, their encounter was more than a mere mismatch. It was an upset of absurd proportions. Even the most naive soldiers would not have expected David, a small or a mere herds boy, to lead them into victory. But we all know how that confrontation between David and Goliath went down. And so today, we are closing the week with a bang. <laughs> I want us to revisit that story and understand it in line with what we have been talking about in this series being at the battle's front line. So we're going to go back to the story, 1 Samuel 17, 23 to 37. And the Bible says, And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of Philistines, and spoke according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and was so afraid and the men of israel said have you seen this man that is come up surely to defy israel is he come up and it shall be that the man who kills him the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in israel and david spoke to the man that stood by him saying what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he defies the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke unto the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David and said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thine heart, for thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him towards another and spoke after the same manner. And the people answered him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spoke, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail him because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said to Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion, and a bear, 
and took a lamb out of the flock, and I went after him and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord has delivered me out of the paw of the lion, out of the paw of the bear. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 it's so interesting, and I thought I should read it in King James Version. The thou and thee. Yeah, it's interesting. So Samuel presents us with the image of a fierce warrior the alpha male of his troops, an experienced soldier, the strongest and the largest man in that battle. And remember what we were reading in the book of, in the book of Joshua. So this, this is a guy from the generation of those Anakites, yeah? the ones that remained that were living in God. Yeah? The strongest and the largest man in that battle, a man well suited for distance battle with his spear, and close combat swords fight. A man who had even an armor bearer <laughs> who ensured that he did not get injured in battle by stray arrows or spears. And on the other hand, we have David, a boy who is despised even by his own brothers, a boy driven by nothing but his zeal for the honor of God. And the reputation of his nation. This was a battle whose odds were clearly against David. And the word of God says that the Israelites army as were dreadfully afraid of Goliath. There was not a man among them who was willing to take him on. The situation was so desperate that Saul had to offer a bribe, you know, like, okay, there is an offer here. All right, anybody, anybody willing, you know, he promised whoever would defeat Goriath, riches, his daughter, and an offer of tax exemption for his family. All this to induce anyone willing to fight to go into battle, even if it was for his, their own selfish interest. And this is how bad it had gotten, you know. The soldiers seem to have been focused on two things. They were focused on the dangers of the battle and what they stood to win if, if they won the battle. But David, look at his heart, was only focused on the honor of God and the reputation of his nation. The soldiers were worried about the material aspects of the battle. But David focused on the spiritual aspect of it. He cared about the things that God cared about. He was disturbed by the fact that someone dared to defy the armies of the living God. 
He saw the battle from God's perspective. You know, we would expect that his brother would have been proud to see his little brother again. We would think that he would have been happy to see at least one man who believed that they could win the battle, a man who believed that they stood a chance, a man who at least had some boldness left in him. But no, he saw a boy, a worthless person, an insignificant person who dared to speak up when they kept quiet. A person who dared to go into battle, they had declared fruitless. He thought he knew David. He thought he knew his heart, his motivation. He thought that a man who dares show up such boldness must be motivated by pride and haughtiness. He thought David must have been trying to show off. He was angry because he thought David was trying to provoke the soldiers to go back into the battlefield just so he could stand on the sidelines and watch as the battle went on. But I think he was more angry because he knew his brother was right. You know, when you are dismayed, when you feel that you have tried everything and nothing is working, when you feel that you have been in the same battle for too long, that you know what can and cannot work, the last thing you want is someone to start telling you to be courageous, You just want to be left alone to absorb your defeat. But it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes the Lord keeps sending people to poke your sides. People to tell you, get off the ground and fight some more. He keeps sending people to pull you up, to motivate you back into the battle. But despite all this, David held his ground. Not even his brother, heartful words could hold him back. He knew he would lose all honor if he went into the battle after such warnings and, and loss. But he still put God's cause before everything. He put God's cause before his safety and his honor. He had been misunderstood and ridiculed. He had been publicly rebuked, but his passion for the cause of God was greater than his feelings. And the moment his love for God and his passion for success of God's cause became greater than everything else, greater than his own feelings, greater than his honor, greater than his own interest, the battle was won. This is where the battle was won. It was won when he ruled his spirit. It was won when he ruled his fear. It was won when he shut off the voice of his doubting brother. The battle was won when he overcame the battle of prudence, thought, and patience that was waged against him by his brother and soul. But even when his bold words were reported to Saul and the king sent for him, Saul didn't see things how David saw them. This was the first time in a very long time that someone was saying, I will go and put an end to this. But all Saul saw was a boy. All he saw was a young man who could do anything in a battle. He judged him by his size. He judged him by his lack of experience. Saul has, had been in that battlefield for years. He had fought gorier than lost you know he was hiding and he didn't see how David could possibly win but David tells him I have fought before I have fought a lion and a bear and the Lord delivered me 
He was telling Saul God had prepared him for this moment that he had shown faith before and it had worked. God had used the lion and the bear to train David how to fight a giant. He might not have imagined that God would use that experience later, but he could now see that what God had been preparing him for, his victory in smaller battles before had been to prepare him. Yeah, I'm just going to pause there. Because sometimes we go through smaller battles and you just want to give up. You might be facing an enemy no one you know has ever won against before. Yes, you might be struggling with something that your family has struggled with for generations and people might be prophesying the same fate those before you have fallen to. But remember the battles you have won before. Remember those victories you've had before. Yeah. God had used the lion and the bear to train David. His victory in smaller battles before had been a prophecy of a greater victory. And so I want to tell you remember the faith you had in those moments and use it as a springboard in the current battle. He has delivered you before, he can deliver you again. People might misunderstand you, people might think they know you, they might think they know your motivation, they might judge you by your past, they might judge you by your family history. But the Lord knows your heart. He knows your passion for his cause. He knows. He knows you. And he shall deliver you. Hold your ground for this is yet a first stage of the battle. If you can rule over your spirit at this stage. If you can rule over your fear. If you can shut off the doubting voices. If you can fix your focus on the Lord victory shall already be achieved as we shall see on Monday as we continue with this story so hold your ground stand your ground at the front line for victory is the Lord's in Jesus mighty name shalom this is pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insight and this is battles frontline day 15